0: What's good y'all? It's your boy King Jumo back at it again, finally with another podcast episode. Um, welcome to the paint a picture podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about a subject that's more serious. Um, something that everybody goes through, you know. If you couldn't tell by the title that of the episode that I actually don't have planned out yet and I don't know what it's gonna be as of yet. But today we're talking about insecurities. Now, this is something that I've wanted to talk about for quite a while, actually, and since high school, really. Let me give a little bit of backstory as to what it was that I was going through at the time. <clears throat> um. Oh, it's also just me today. It's me by myself. Um. If I sound crisper and more clear, it's because I'm using my little sister's streaming microphone. It's... Very good, if I do say so myself. Yes, a little bit of ASMR right now. Um, <clears throat> but, yes, yeah, so let me get back into the backstory. I just distracted myself, completely forgot what I was talking about. Um, so back in high school, it was my senior year. We had a class called CCR, and it stand, stood for College and Career Readiness. Um, it was our first period of the day, so basically like a homeroom-type situation. Um, We didn't really do anything in that class. I'm not going to lie to you. Shout out to my teacher for that one, though. But in the class, one of our last assignments, quote unquote assignments, because we didn't really get assignments throughout the year, because like I said, it was like a homeroom type thing. But one of our last or our last assignment was um, to create a mini TED talk about something that we cared about. Um, I don't exactly remember the details of the assignment, but I was going to talk about insecurities um, what had happened to me that year, my grandmother had passed away a couple weeks after my birthday, um, and this was like two months before my high school graduation. So I was hit very heavily um, for the remainder of my senior year of high school and then into my freshman year of college. So I was going to talk about how that impacted me, how that impacted my future, where I see myself going and stuff like that. But because of like the weight of everything that was going on, I just never ended up doing the assignment. So here we are today. And sorry, there was just a loud noise in the background. I'm at home recording. So if y'all hear anything, whatever. Um, I also ended up talking about it in college as well, but more into that story later on in the podcast. Um, So I want this to be more of a serious episode, but knowing myself and knowing that I tell jokes as a coping mechanism slash avoidance strategy slash whatever else any psychology major out there wants to call it, I know that most likely I'm going to be throwing jokes out there, but I would like this to be more, oops, more serious. i'm messing up already (laughs) but let's get into it so some insecure i'm gonna start by naming some insecurities that i've had throughout my entire lifetime um things that used to really bother me that some some of them may still bother me to this day but yeah i'm just gonna get into it so the first thing was my name if you don't know most likely you will not know my name my first name is Stefan S T E P H O N. Um and when I remember this was specifically back in the 3rd grade I remember I did not used to like my name just because for whatever reason it reminded me of some nerd that wore glasses. Oh wait. <laughs> Steve Urkel, that's what that's what it was. But even even without like the image of Steve Urkel in my head, every time I looked at my name, all I saw was glasses for some reason. And glasses, was, glasses were associated with nerds back then. Nerds were people that other people didn't really want to hang out with, want to talk to, or anything like that. So that's, for some reason, I don't know what it was. But that's what I wanted to, I, that's what I saw every time I looked at my name or I heard my name. Um, and I actually used to want to change it to Dash. <laughs> because I was lacking creativity, I'll admit. I I was thinking of The Incredibles. I was like, Dash is a cool character. He runs super fast. I couldn't think of any other name. So that was the name I was going to go with. So yeah, also my last name. I didn't like my last name just because I have my male parental unit's last name. And he wasn't actually in my life. So I didn't necessarily want to keep it. But at the end of the day, what actually helped me. With that one was um, My Hero Academia, the anime, because in it, Deku told Todoroki, it's your power, not your father's, and I was like, oh, well, this relates to me, it's my name, not his, like, stuff like that. Like, I'm still kind of iffy about it, just because for some reason, people don't know how to pronounce it correctly. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, for confidentiality reasons, but... <clears throat> It's really, it should not be that hard to pronounce. But anyway, so the next one is my weight. Now, when I was younger, I was very round. Very round. Um, Excuse me, sorry. Jeez, it's worse today than it ever is. That's why I got my water on deck. But anyway, I was very round. I used to... I think I was borderline overweight when I was young, young meaning like between the ages of like eight to 12, 13, somewhere around there. Um, and with that, obviously you get people, kids your age and older family members, because I am from a Jamaican household and they will tell you about yourself regardless of whether you want to hear it or not. People are always telling me, Oh, you're so big, this, that, and the third, but then there goes my grandmother that kept feeding me, (laughs) um, so yeah, especially the other kids, bro, let me tell you this one story that really stuck out to me, I mean, I knew being, being, being fat, okay, is not something that kids will just let happen, like, they'll, they'll tell you, they will tell you that you're fat, um, there were times where, at lunch, I used to sit hunched over so that my man boobs wouldn't poke out through my shirt. And from that, I actually have a hunchback now a little bit. Now, it's not too bad, but that's another thing that I'm self-conscious about. I'm insecure about because of the whole weight issue. Like, it's, it's layers to it. But this other thing that happened back in seventh grade, this girl that I really, really liked... Um, it was after a gym class I remember this so vividly it was after a gym class um, I walked up to her and I, I was talking to her and for no reason at all she just said you have man boobs and I was devastated because why did she have to say that <laughs> like unprovoked uncalled for unnecessary just said it out of nowhere Um. so yeah that's one thing nowadays women say that they like big men and i was just like well where was all of this energy when i was growing up and was very insecure and all of this because people kept telling me "Yo, you're big you're fat this then the third um i actually found this video on tiktok the other day i'm gonna play it in just a second where it was this woman i don't remember what her name is and my wi-fi isn't loading properly right now so it's not popping up but basically she was on she has her own podcast and she was talking to her friend about how she prefers bigger men okay here we go if i had to choose between a six pack a six pack v-neck boy and a nice chocolate fat boy what the fuck? I one. am picking the V line boy I'm choosing no, I'm choosing the So when i actually, are you are you a bitch? No. So when I'm touching your belly like I'm rubbing, have you really ever super. have you ever been body to body with someone with just muscle? It's like bone. It's like you're just burning. I no, need some. No, no, I no. need some cushioning. I need no. some cushioning. <laughs> <happy for> sure. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna stop it there. Her name on TikTok is Madame Joyce. M A D A M E J O Y C E. Um, yeah, she has a podcast. It's in her bio. Um, She's really pretty, too, actually. But anyway, so, yeah, this is where I don't know where this started coming from, but it was really more in the more recent years, like the past three, maybe four ish years where I've been seeing women all over social media talk about. Oh, I love dad bods. I love people. I love men to be a little bit chubby, big, bigger or whatever. And... <coughs> Because of all my years of experience being bigger, I was just like, you guys are lying right now because it does, it just doesn't sound real to me. Another thing that comes with this is body dysmorphia, because let me tell you, when I hit high school, I believe it actually started happening in eighth grade. But when I hit high school, looking back at the, all the pictures that I have now of me back then, I lost a lot of weight. I did not realize never noticed because in my head I was always fat my stomach was always hanging over I was always sucking in my stomach every time like after after lunch stuff like that I was sucking it in as I walked and I just never realized that I just lost a lot of weight out of nowhere and I it's not like I went on a diet or I just stopped eating or anything like that food is food I like food I'm going to eat one thing about me I'm going to eat but I just lost the weight. I really don't know how and I wish I low key wish it would happen again because my stomach kinda pudging out a little bit over over uh this this panoramic. My stomach been uh been out there. But um yeah. So with a bigger body, usually as a prepubescent comes body odor and for me at least I sweat very easily for absolutely no reason. So that on top of the body odor is always something I've just been conscious about um I don't stink now I didn't used to st- I hope I ain't used to stink then people still sat near me and never said nothing it was probably talking about on my back but I don't now I obviously make sure that I smell good even on days where I like forget to put on cologne or something like that I still smell good just because I know how to take care of myself because I know for a fact that's a lot of people don't A lot of, a lot of men don't, a lot of straight men, it's straight men, that's what it is. But anyway, Mm, excuse me, sorry. So going along with the whole weight issue, I also have asthma. So not only in gym class and stuff like that, was I not able to run as fast or as long as other people were because of my weight. But I also had asthma. So it was like the cards were really stacked against me. If you really want to think about it that way, I just was not (laughs) built for certain things, even though I ended up doing track in high school. It just was not for me. That's my nephew in the background. Hold on. I'm about to yell at him. Anyway, he walked away. Um, so the next thing that I wanted to talk about was my teeth, actually. So when I was younger, my teeth were all kinds of all over the place, just crooked, not lining up straight. Like it still worked with my face. Like I was still cute. Um, but they were just not straight. So I got braces back in sixth grade, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sixth grade. Um, and I had them up until 10th grade four years, bro. When I tell you, I thought I was only getting them for two. And then on the second anniversary of me having them, and I went into the office, I was like, Oh, yeah, I'm about to get these off. And and they didn't take them off, but they tightened them. I was like, bro, I was lied to. But yeah, so with having braces for four years, obviously, they tell you you're not supposed to eat certain things. I was eating them things anyway. But the issue comes where when you eat those things, and you have giant, you have braces on your teeth. They block the majority of your teeth. So when you're brushing your teeth, it's hard to actually get your entire tooth clean when you have braces because it's in the way. So after I take, took them off, my teeth were very, they were straight. But I noticed they weren't as white as I wanted them to be. And I immediately asked the um, orthodontist, I was like, is there anything that I can do about this? like any whitening strips that you recommend anything like that because my teeth are not the way i want them to be and they were kind of trying to reassure me they were like yeah this happens all the time like it's perfectly natural because like i said braces get in the way of your teeth so there's that and they were like your teeth aren't even that bad like they're not they didn't say like that but they were like i from from a dentist orthodontist perspective your teeth are not that yellow to a point where you should be concerned but in my head i was just like i look in the mirror and i see yellow and i'm just like oh my god this does not look good like i need i need my teeth to be white so they did end up um recommending some whitening strips but let me tell you about them whitening strips man first of all they don't really work that well the ones i tried at least secondly them things is expensive bro Whitening strips are expensive for absolutely no reason at all. Um, So, needless to say, I had to learn to accept my teeth. Um, now, I have heard that charcoal helps. I haven't tried it yet, but I do want to. Um, but it's not something that I'm entirely concerned about anymore just because my smile is still pretty. My teeth are still white enough, not like pearly white, but, you know, more like a. Eggshell. There I go cracking jokes. All right, so the next thing I was that I have on my list is my hair. Um, I was very insecure about my hair just because I always wanted long hair, but I did not know how to take care of it, and neither did my mother. Because let me tell you, every chance she got, she was putting some type of relaxer or texturizer or whatever in my hair. So when I was young, I actually did have. longish hair. Um There were pictures of me with little twists slash plaits slash braids, whatever you want to call them. But shortly after that, like I was getting the the one haircut, you, you know, all my Caribbeans and African people, Caribbean people and African people know you getting that one, that very, very, very low cut, almost no hair pretty much. I don't know why they do that to you. I hope we break that trend because that was terrible. But yeah, I was getting that for like the next 10 I don't know about 10. Maybe like 8 years of my life up until 7th grade actually. Go back to 7th grade. That's when I started growing my hair out again. Um and I was just getting braids all the time. I was having my mom braid it all the time or my cousin or my sister or um a family friend or whatever just braid it all the time. Um, And it was growing a lot, actually. Was it healthy? Probably not, because almost every day I was letting my mom, like, blow it out so that it would be easier to manage the next day. Um, Which, you know, obviously is not good. But it was long. (laughs) It was healthy for the most part up until a certain point, because my hair is thick. Um, And really, what the issue there is... Is that I wanted long hair, but I wanted long white people hair or at least like Hispanic type hair, Indian hair, something, something along those lines. The only real role model that I had for black men's hair when I was young was Corbin Blue because he was on High School Musical. His hair was long, curly and I was just like, oh, my God, like, this is something that I need. And me not knowing anything about hair types, textures, porosity, anything like that. I was just like, let me just grow it out and see if I can get it to look like this. And again, it comes my mom with the relaxers, with the straightening, all this, that and third. Somehow my hair was still very healthy. Um, It was really thick, too. That's. Another thing that came up, I remember specifically one time I was younger, I was walking somewhere with my mom and this lady came up to her and she was like complimenting my hair to my mom. She was like, oh, my God, I love his hair. It's so thick. And I took that as an insult because I was like, lady, this is a struggle for me. Like having all this thick hair is a struggle for me. You do not understand. I don't I didn't see her saying my hair is thick. Um, In a way that was a compliment. I just took it as an insult to this day. If you call my hair thick, I'm like, yeah, it is with a, with a fake smile on my face because it's definitely still a struggle and my mom is not taking care of it for the most part anymore. It's, it's just me. But, um, so there was, there was the issue there. Now I remember one day in the shower, I was in high school. I was, it was the day it was after school. I was taking a shower. Um, my mom had like blown out my hair in the morning so that, and combed it out. So that way I could like Wear it out as like a ponytail or whatever. And I was in the shower and I put a plastic bag on my head and everything because I was like, I'm not getting this wet. And it shrunk up anyway. And I get out the shower and I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm panicking. I'm like, yo, what just happened? Like, this is not supposed to be happening to me. What is going on? And my mom was like, oh, yeah, I should have told you I was going to do that in the shower. Um, My bad or whatever. And I just remember being mad at the fact that my hair. This is, this is really where like the, the, um, the white, um, superiority thing comes in. I, for some reason cannot speak right now, but like the, the images of white people really come into play here because I was like, I don't want my hair to be short and nappy. And that was the main issue that I had with it. And I remember being so upset that day because I was looking in the mirror like, why does it look like this? Why is it like this? Like, it's not supposed to be like this. And it was just like a moment of me hating who I was for real. And I'd never thought about it in that moment. But like literally like the next year and obviously up until now, I've been thinking about it. Not often, but, you know, it, it pops into my head sometimes. And I'm just like, I'm so happy that I outlived that. Like, that was such a bad time for me. It it was just so sad to think about. But then, right, because now we're, fast, we're in high school, now sophomore year of high school. Um, I still like the idea of having long hair, but I also did not want to take care of it, mainly because I didn't know how. So... The day before my birthday, that year, my birthday is April 3rd, so April 2nd, that year, um, what year is this, 2015, I got dreads, and let me tell you, my hair, like I said before, my hair was long, when I got them dreads in my head, boy, when I told you the shrinkage, it just <laughs> took away all that length, I was like, God gracious, golly gee, I hate this, but I sat through it. I sat through it. And, you know, eventually they started getting longer. Feel me? People wasn't able to tell me nothing cuz my hair was long, feel me? I was growing my dreads out for Can't wait. Let me let me pause and take a second here. Um, can we get this whole dreads versus locks debate like I've heard the other argument for saying locks like, oh, there's nothing dreadful about your hair. People used to call it dreadful, this, that, and the third. But people reinvent terms all the time. So I don't have a problem. Me being Jamaican, growing up in a Jamaican household, household being in Jamaica for a good chunk of my life. I've heard so many people, and I know Jamaicans aren't the the um, end-all, be-all, the ones that coined the term whatever, the ones that represent dreadlocks or whatever. But me being in that area, environment, or whatever... I never heard a problem with it. So I I'm just going to keep saying dreads. Like if y'all could say the n-word, I could say dreads. So anyway, up until um January of 2019, I had dreads. So they were very 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 long, but I still kind of didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to take care of it. And this also goes into the hair thing. Um for my entire life, I have had a dry scalp and no matter every time I washed it after maybe three days, it would start flaking up again from my literally my entire life. When I was younger, used to, my brother used to cut my hair and it would be snowing and I just never went away to this day it never went away. Um, so that was a thing because especially when I first got them, I wasn't able to wash my hair for like a month or two and boy let me tell you that first 2 months was very very itchy but um yeah so that's one thing that i knew for a fact would show up especially after like not a fresh retwist but like maybe a week after i got a fresh retwist like my i know for a fact if i went to scratch my scalp like flakes would start falling or they'd be in my in my dreads or whatever and i'd just be like oh my god people can see this i don't want people to see this because it's weird, it's gross. There was that kid on Hannah Montana, Dandruff Danny. People made fun of Dandruff Danny. I didn't want to be a Dandruff Danny, okay? So I was like, this is not happening to me, whatever. But there was not really much that I could do about it anyway. So I just kind of find way found ways to hide it. I just wouldn't scratch my head, pretty much. That's what it was, no matter how itchy it was. Um. So there's that. Now we fast forward, like I said, to January of 2019. I have what a lot of people have kind of like a mental breakdown. Like I was joking about cutting my hair for like a year beforehand, kind of joking. I was low key serious, but I was kind of joking. Um, I wanted to give myself when I first got the dreads, I wanted to give myself five years to see how long they would grow and then decide if I would cut them after that. Excuse me. If you could do the math, I didn't even make it to four years. (laughs) I was so close to four years. But January 11th, 2019, it was either the 10th or the 11th, I cut my dreads off and they were very long. And let me tell you, it was just like a mental, a mental thing, mostly like there was a lot going on in my life at that time. And I was like, you know what? This is the final straw. So I just took some scissors. I waited. I waited a month. I waited a month because I was like, I'm going to let new, some new growth form. So that way I'm not completely starting over from scratch um when well, I cut them off and I also had the idea of just uncomb of just um combing them out so that way I'd still have like some length but man let me tell you you have to have patience and time to comb your dreads out because it took me like an entire day to comb out one and then my mom and my friend were trying these different um different uh ways to make it go faster like it, it was just not working out. So, at the end of the day, I just cut them off. Well, I cut off a couple. My mom cut off the rest. Shorty cut one all the way down to the skin of my head. I was like, ma'am, what are you doing? That is not where I cut the rest. Like, girl, I'm not trying to be bald here. But, um, yes. Yeah. So, with this new big chop came new insecurities. Once again, I had long dreads. Long locks, whatever you want to call them. Um, so to fresh to get a fresh start and basically have a very very low cut. I had a TWA, a T T T W W W A. Shout out to YouTube University for that term. Very 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 teeny weeny afro. But I was in so much denial. I thought. I could get it braided a month later. And let me tell you, that was a mistake. There was absolutely no hang time. Shorty managed to, shout out to my friend Cindy. She managed to actually braid it. But when I tell you, I was just, she should not have done that. <laughs> it was it was my fault. She should not have done that to, for me. But yes, so now I had to live with the fact that I can't hide behind my hair anymore. And it was actually kind of freeing at the same time because there was the fear of me going back into the semester, the spring semester that year. Like, oh my God, I'm going to have this new haircut. Like, how are people going to react to it? But there was also the fact that, like I said, I couldn't hide behind my hair anymore. So I was forced to have my face out in the open, forced to see things more clearly and be seen more clearly. So it was, it was, there was a dichotomy to it. And at the end of the day, I don't regret my decision. I kind of regret my decision because now... I put my dreads in a bag in case I ever wanted to reattach them in the future and I can't find the bag and I kind of want to reattach them now because now everybody's getting locks. But I digress. So here here we are now in 2022, um, over three years. Wow, it's been three years since I cut my, my dreads off. I completely forgot. And now my hair is long once again, feel me? But this hair section has taken up a long (laughs) a long time but let me go back to when i first cut them so when i first cut them once again i had the whole the whole reason why i got them in the first place was because i wanted long hair but i didn't necessarily want to take care of it because i didn't know how to take care of it so once i cut them i was forced to learn how to take care of my hair now YouTube University was telling me 17 different things. First of all, every video I saw had TWA, but nobody was explaining what a TWA is. (laughs) When I said it earlier in in this recording, I made sure to say what it was. I went through at least 10 videos. Not one person explained what TWA was. When I got to the 11th, I was like, oh, teeny weeny afro. Okay. Whoever came up with that term, I'm not going to lie. Nah, for them 10 people that didn't explain it, I don't like y'all. But anyway, so I was looking up what products to use, how to make my hair curly, um, how to make it healthy, how to keep it moisturized, this, that, and the third. And then there was this one video that was explaining hair types and then hair porosity. But I was focused on the type because once again, it was that mentality of I don't want my hair... be 4c i know i know what the types are now i didn't want 4c hair i'm not gonna lie to you i did not want 4c hair i it it just looked like a struggle and i'm not gonna lie this is me back then i've grown from this mindset but i'm explaining my thoughts back then before y'all start getting at me and there's no comments but in your minds before y'all start sending me messages or whatever this is my thought process back then it did not look good i did not want to deal with all of the quote-unquote naps this and the third but at the end of the day it was my hair so even if i did have 4c hair i would have to take care of it either way and that's the mentality like that that was the mentality that i had i was like okay let me figure out what my hair type is i'm not gonna lie i could not figure it out <laughs> i had no idea I thought it was 4B, 4C, which I was ready to accept because most of my hair looked looked like it was 4C, but the back was had uh more elongated curls, which was I thought was four B. Um, and I figured out my porosity. I don't remember what it is, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it's low. Yeah, it it, it is low, it's low. Relax. Put your put your fingers down, put your phones away. I know what it is. Relax, relax. Um, so yeah, it just took me a long time to get used to having some type of routine for my head, even though it was very easy within that first couple months, because my hair was not that long at all, literally not at all. Um, but here's another thing that comes with the hair. See, this hair section has taken up like 20 minutes. I was looking for products that elongated my curls and I didn't, oh, by the way, my hair type is 4A and I didn't realize until maybe a year and a half after I cut my hair that what the problem was with that. So when you go for elongation of your curls, obviously shrinkage sucks. Nobody likes shrinkage. But that means it's healthy. Elongating your curls kind of gets rid of the um the notion that having your afro be short or whatever is Wait, no, it promotes the notion that having your afro be short or whatever it is, is unprofessional or your hair is unkempt or whatever like that. Listen, your curls will be there if your hair is healthy. I don't think y'all heard me. Your curls will be there if your hair is healthy. Don't stretch yourself about elongating your curls, because I promise you. If your hair is healthy, it's going to grow and your curls are going to show now. Focusing on um, bringing out the texture more is a different issue, but elongation, because that's what a lot of products claim. They talk about, oh, uh, I know on on Jackie's has um, some products that say don't shrink or whatever on them, and you know your hair is gonna shrink. It's gonna shrink regardless, unless you have like three A or three B or anything above that. Like your hair is gonna shrink. Um, so just 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 take care of your hair. Like it'll do what you want it to do sometimes. I'm not going to let me let me take that back actually because there have been plenty of times where my hair has not cooperated with me. But, you know, at the end of the day, just just take care of your hair, okay? So, finally, moving out of the actually wait. No, I just thought of something. So my older sister um has 3c hair so her hair was long and very wavy slash curly not coily but curly um so i was looking at her i was like well we're related i must have the same hair texture um she and my older brother have different a different father than i do so it, it was the genetics weren't genetic so that's what that was and i know i used to see pictures of my older brother he had long hair um it was always blown out but like it was really long so i was like i'm about to I'm going to do this. this. Is about to be easy. It was, it was not easy, not even anywhere close, but anyway, now finally moving away from the hair topic, um, this last section of insecurities that I have, which actually has a lot of subsections, sorry, <laughs> am I enough? And the different categories are, I'll just go over them really quickly. Relationships, friendships, my major for college. Um, as a man sexually and as a black man or as a black person. So am I enough in relationships? I don't know where, well, I guess it was from me being undesirable as, um, when I was younger. But this notion that I was not enough for people in relationships, granted, I've only had one official relationship. And that ended with, um her breaking up with me because you know what? That's a, that's a story for another time. If y'all want to hear it, <laughs> if you don't want to hear that story, just let me know. But that's a story for another time. But basically she broke up with me and that like planted in my mind that I was not enough for her. So I won't be enough for other people. Granted, this was a junior year of high school. So it really didn't matter that much, but yeah. So that into my next situationship, which really should have been a relationship because we were talking to each other pretty much exclusively, well, literally exclusively for like over a year, mm, excuse me, but um, I never wanted to make it official because I was scared, and I'm not afraid to admit it, I was scared, I was scared, I was scared of the fact that um I might end up disappointing her or whatever, like relationships were a lot. And especially because we were going to different school, we were going to different colleges after high school. And I am a physical touch and quality time person. And that was not going to work out for me. I'm not going to lie. I cannot do long distance. But yes, so the the notion. Oh, another thing that happened my freshman year of college. Um, I was just on TikTok live the other day telling the story. There was this girl that I was interested in and in doing things with. And one day I was like, so what are we doing? Cause I don't want to like m- mix or cross any boundaries or give any mixed signals. Like I'm a very straightforward person. I just want to know what it is. Like from the beginning, shorty had the nerve to tell me you are my boyfriend. You're going to be my boyfriend and I'm going to be single. And that hurt me. That hurt me. I'm not going to lie. That definitely hurt me. I was like, what did she just say to me? And then again, Twenty twenty, there was this girl that I was talking to who went on a rant and blocked me out of nowhere. Again, I can tell this full story in another, um, another podcast episode if you want to, but basically she blocked me out of nowhere. But the reason why she blocked me was because she was catching feelings and wasn't sure if I was also catching feelings. So instead of letting me know that she blocked me without giving me any reason after calling me, all kinds of names and stuff like that and left me wondering what I did wrong like why was I not enough like what what happened? So yeah, there's that now in friendships I never really can tell like I know people tell me that they like being around me all the time. This is not a brag or anything like that It's like a reassurance type thing. Um, they tell me that they like being my friend. They like having me around. I'm a cool person to stand a third. But there's always this notion of like, is it true? You know? Like, do you really like being around me? Except for like my my solid group of friends that I made in college. Like, even them. Like, do they really like being around me? Like, they've told me plenty of times that they like, like having me around. And this past semester actually um, really proved to me that I really have a strong group of friends. Because we was... Making moves almost every weekend, like and they there was one weekend where I was sick and they were all texting me saying, Yo, pull up anyway, like you should be here, we miss you, like pop out. And I was like, Yo, y'all my boys for real. Like y'all go seriously, but there's always a notion of you know, are are they being serious? Because when I was younger, I people tell me all the time nowadays that I have a lot of friends when really I just know a lot of people. I don't really think think that a lot of people are my friends just because I feel like friends is such a um it's such a it's such a powerful term that I just don't throw around with everybody like if I just met you and we've known each other for two days and you're like oh yeah he's my friend I'm like I'm you're not mine though like <laughs> you're not my friend like don't take that as a negative thing I just literally don't know you I met you two days ago bro like I don't know you <laughs> you're not my friend I don't know you you're you're an acquaintance and people have a problem with that, but I'm just like, I just hold the term friends so, so to such a high standard that I just don't give it to everybody. So that's, and it, it comes from the fact that I didn't really feel like I belonged with any group of people when I was younger. I used to move schools a lot, so I was also trans, always transferring, um, so I'd have to go out and make new friends, this and the third, but like, it was it was a struggle. Like I get along with a lot of people, but I don't know if people really want to know who I am. You know what I'm saying? So there's that. Um, for major, 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 major. Man, let me tell you. I majored in art in college. Let me rewind to high school. So high school, I was pretty much good at basically every subject, except for AP Chemistry. I am never, never failed. So many quizzes and tests before in my life. That was a struggle. But besides that, I was pretty much good at every other subject. Math, English, social studies. No, not social studies. I'm terrible with history. But every other subject. Um, any other type of science, basically. But none of that really interested me. I've been drawing basically my whole life. for as, Literally for as long as I can remember, I've been drawing, coloring, not really painting, I started painting more in high school, um, so I just wanted to do something with that, I was like, why can't I make money doing something I enjoy, you know, and there were people, family members, that were like, so what's your major gonna be in college, oh, art, what are you gonna do with that, and I'm just like, bro, can y'all just let me live, please, (laughs) like, please, like, I understand where they were coming from, like, it's partially an area of concern, but, like, I am 17, 18 years old. Please do not stress me about the rest of my life yet. I'm not there yet, Um, and this one particular story that I'm about to tell, there was a, a relatively new guidance counselor in high school. I believe she came in, I don't remember she came in, like, the last couple of weeks of my junior year or if she came in the first couple of weeks of my senior year but she was there i don't remember if she was african or haitian i really could not tell and i never cared to ask but here we come now fast forward to like april may around that time you know we're about to graduate high school she's asking me what i plan to major in in college now there was a point where i didn't take psychology in high school But I was always interested in how people's minds work. This goes back to the friendship thing. I was always observing people, seeing how they interacted with each other, seeing what reaction, what sayings got what reactions and the third as a way of me wanting to not necessarily blend in, but a way for me to like know what to say to people if I did want to make friends. So that part of it, I was always like, let me let me study psychology, too. So I wanted to major in art and minor in psychology um, to become like an art therapist or something like that. You know, help people work out their problems with art, like have them paint their feelings as they're talking or have me paint a picture as they're talking to represent what they're feeling. Um, there were so many ideas that I could have went with. I told this to that guidance counselor. She looked me in the eyes and said, how are you going to make money with that? I was like, girl. Are you not supposed to give me guidance? Are you not a counselor to, to give me guidance? Like, what are you here for? That's, you're supposed to be helping me with this. And the fact that when I applied to colleges and I put my major as art and minor in psychology, they literally only paid attention to the art major part. I was like, okay, well, there goes my dream, I guess. Mind you, this whole art therapy thing was the first time I ever actually thought I had a solid plan, um, to be some, to do something with art, like something that I liked with art that could actually make me money. That was the first time I actually had a plan. And when I tell you, they shot that down so quickly. It was, it was just a struggle. Um, even while I was still on campus, people would ask me what my major is. And I'd kind of shy away from it at the beginning. I'd be like, um, Uh, you know i'm 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 an art major whatever and they were like oh really and i was like yes yes i am and there would there would be those couple of people that would be like oh my god that's so cool um like what kind of art do you make stuff like this that and the third stuff like that and those were the people that i appreciated because they made me feel like somebody but some people would be like oh that sounds so easy um i'm a business major Uh, shout out shout out for my business majors i'm a um, STEM major. I have this, this, and this homework to do. I'm like, bro. You would not last doing what I have to do. I promise you, because being in an art in an art class for three hours, basically, four days a week, with nothing but white people, maybe the occasional black person in there, y- y'all, y'all would not last. Now, granted, excuse me. I know for a fact that most of the people that I knew were the only black person in their stem classes as well. But there it, it's still a different battle. Like don't don't do that to me. My struggle is not your struggle. Cuz I was still having a hard time. There were it was just annoying, tedious and it was it was just a lot. So I was like you you go away. Recent in recent years I started to embrace the fact that I was an art major more. I said it with more confidence. I said it with my chest, like Kevin said. Say it with your chest, but um, there was still always that connotation of, oh, what is he gonna do afterwards? Like, like people know I'm a good artist. I know I'm a good artist, but I'm still struggling to find something. I'm not gonna lie. Um, okay, so am I enough as a man? Now, there's always. People, older people, older men, older women, women my age, younger boys, younger girls who look at me as a man and expect me to be able to do certain things. I'll tell you straight up, I have never been the most masculine man ever. I, I'm just going to tell you like that. Like people, are older, older men are like, oh, you have to be able to do this, this and that. be a man older women are like oh you have to be able to do this this and that as a man younger like you you yourself are like i have to be able to do this this and that as a man to show these younger kids what a man is but at the end of the day i am a man just because i don't fit into those boxes that they put out there for me doesn't mean that i'm not a man I was born a man. I am still a man today. I am a man. I have the the, the equipment to prove it. <laughs> and I just don't like the fact that. Now, this is probably going to sound controversial, but I don't care. I don't like the fact that women are usually the ones to tell people what they are. like. You, How are you going to tell me as a woman? what I as a man should be doing because I know for a fact that they don't like when men tell them what they should be doing as a woman like if I were to say go cook and clean like as a woman you should know how to do this they're gonna be like no like what I don't I don't necessarily have to do that and I just want it to be the same way for us I'm not bashing y'all let me get that let me make that clear I'm not bashing women I love women I'm a straight heterosexual man I love women but in terms of this, like, it really took me so long to be okay with the fact that I'm just not a quote-unquote traditional man. Like, I'm not the one to call if somebody's robbing your house. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not the one to call if you need to change a tire. People are like, oh, you need to learn this as a man. If you can't change a tire as a man, then what are you really here for? I'm like, yo... There's, there's more to life than that like there's more to being a man than changing a tire bro there's more to being a man than being able to install a, a cabinet into your kitchen I'm not Bob the Builder I don't intend to be Bob the Builder can I do stuff like that yeah but that's not what makes me a man feel me and I, f- I just feel like people are gonna misinterpret what I'm saying right now but it is what it is um now Am I enough sexually? The immediate answer is yes. And I know for a fact. Because I know. (laughs) Not to brag, but (laughs) I've gotten threats. (laughs) But for some reason I keep downplaying myself. I well I know I know what the reason is. It's because I don't want to overhype myself in every situ in any situation. And then show up and give a disappointing performance. But listen. This two, this three millimeter defeater, it'd be defeated. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. I'm going to was just a quick little. But okay. so this last one, am I enough as a black person? I feel like. Some uh, I used to feel like, no. And here's why. So I remember back in like, it, it all goes back to seventh grade. It was like sixth to seventh grade. There was this one white Dominican boy. He was not, not white and Dominican, but a white Dominican who was like, yo, you're kind of an Oreo. You're like black on the outside, white on the inside. And I'm just like, the only reason why he said that was because I spoke proper English. I did well in school and I was quiet like I didn't really bother people so he was like oh yeah you're a white boy and I'm just like okay I kind of internalized that for a while I was like there's no way so now my blackness is in question so now I gotta go out of my way to talk a different way use AAVE that I ain't never used before I never sack my pants I don't know how that's comfortable for y'all But like go out of my way to prove that I'm black when all you got to do is look at me, bro. I'm I'm black. And I don't think that it helped growing up sheltered and in a Jamaican household because I never really watched American black movies like that. Like. Love don't cost a thing. Never watched it. Love and basketball. Hated it. It was trash, trash premise. Um but you can name most black movies, I have not seen them, now, it's mainly the sheltered part, I'm not gonna lie, the Jamaican part more comes with, like, music and stuff like that, Um, I don't really listen to rap music that much, especially, like, the newer artists, I don't listen to to Lil Baby, I don't listen to Dirk, I don't listen to Gunna, but from what I, when, when it plays at parties, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is lit, but I don't be knowing how to dance to it because like it's not really dancing music like you can't really dance like rap music. You you shouldn't be able to dance. I've seen people do it, but you should not be able to. You should not be able to do it. I'll tell you what. But yes, over the time, over time, I've grown comfortable in my skin. I know who I am. And I will definitely say to answer all of the questions of am I enough with all of its subcategories. The answer is yes. I am. So now this next um next little speaking point that I have uh starts with the question how did I get over it? So for the most part, I didn't. A lot of these things still affect me to this day. I by the way, I had to write this out to get all my feelings out. So if it sounds like I'm reading I am, but like this is genuine from the heart like I I, this is me um lot of these things still affect me to this day I don't think I'm ugly anymore because let me tell you man I'm I'm some pressure bro I am fire. but sometimes I do have my off days I'm not gonna look good all this well I'm like a uh, they used to give me a tbh and a rate they used to say I'm a seven out of ten I'm at least an eight and a half out of 10 on my bad days on my good days. Listen, last week when I got my shape up, I was definitely a 12 out of 10. All right. I'm getting off track. Um, I think one thing that helped me is the fact that I've spent so much time by myself. So, like I said, I was pretty sheltered. Um, I never really hung out with kids my age, like outside of school. So I was always kind of alone well, besides my little sister, um, but it was just me with myself and my own thoughts. So I kind of developed myself, my personality and all of that by being alone. Um, when you spend time alone with yourself, you're forced to have conversations with yourself and see who you are, who you used to be and who you want to be. The hard part about that is sometimes we don't have the motivation to do the work that we need to do to become who we want to be. I'm guilty of it, too. Uh, I'm not shaming anybody like this. This is something that's been happening for millennia. That's the right word, right? Generations for years, decades, centuries, whatever. We often, very often as humans, don't necessarily want to always have to do work to become our best selves. And, you know, it is what it is Feel me. Um, I'm not shaming anybody. There are days when I don't feel like doing anything and become complacent, but there are also days where I don't feel like doing anything because I've come to accept myself for who I am. The difference between the two is that the former is you being like, okay, well, where I am right now isn't so bad, so I guess I don't need to do anything else. Like I'll be okay if, if I can hide some of these qualities that I have, these bad qualities, versus the latter is more of you saying, okay, I see these qualities and I know that they're a part of me. And I accept them as such, even though I accept them. If there are some things that I still want to change to help boost my confidence, I'll do so. So basically, let me put it in the perspective of like an uh, eight year old me. I used to be fat, like I said earlier. So the complacency was would be me saying, "Okay, well, I'm fat. I know I'm fat, but if I suck in my stomach, which I used to do a lot. And walk around this way, nobody will know. Versus me being like, Okay, well, I'm fat. I know I'm fat. I don't have to suck in my stomach because everybody knows that. It's just who I am. I'm not gonna let what other people say affect me. But if I do want to go to the gym to help boost my confidence myself, then I'll do that. I haven't been to the gym in a couple months, I'm not gonna lie. But I'm I'm a little swole, I'm a little a little some some. I wanna get back, but it's it's so hard going to the gym, man. I just don't be feeling like it. I can't be asked. Um, But let me continue. So, um, I mentioned before about the whole um, TED Talk thing that I was supposed to do for my senior year in high school. I think I slightly touched on the fact that I mentioned it in college. And if I didn't, I'm going to just explain it. Um, So, fall semester 2019. I hosted a general body meeting on campus for the organization that I was a part of. Um, the organization is called Yukon Bros. If y'all didn't know, I went to Yukon. Well, nobody would have known that because I generally tend to hide my location. But y'all can know now. I don't go there no more. <laughs> I went to Yukon, University of Connecticut. The organization I was a part of was called Yukon Bros, B-R-O-S, which was an acronym. It stood for Brothers Reaching Our Society. And it served as a safe space, safe space for the black men and other pocs sometimes women as well um on campus where we could talk about things we enjoyed like rappers sports how to spit game etc as well as things that affected us daily like life after college how certain policies like government laws and stuff like that affect us <clears throat> good ways to attain and maintain money etc um as well as we also did some community service like we would go to um a high school in the area nearby, and we would mentor young black men that went to that high school. Um, just talk about like their career goals, stuff like that. Help them with the college application process and stuff like that. We also went to a different um, elementary school where we spent some time with the kids, like just playing with them, having some like black male figures to be there for them, you know. Um, and we also. This stuff for our members of the organization it's, it's not a fraternity i get that question a lot it's not a fraternity but we also did some events for our members we had flag football tournaments um laser tag paintball stuff like that it was really such a good time i'm not gonna lie um so the meeting that i had was about insecurities and mental health men's mental health specifically the, the meeting um, was locked off to be for the black men on campus only, or the men of color. It was mainly black. There was only like a couple of like others in there, um, without disclosing any information that was shared that day, everybody had a great time. There were so many stories that were shared, a lot of tears that were shed and this overall feeling of brotherhood and community just felt so much stronger after that day. And when I tell you, I don't want to skip over the fact that I said that there were a lot of tears that were shed. Almost everybody in that room, there was like probably 30, maybe 35 people that were in that room, not including the um, e-board members. Most of the people in that room were crying, or at least a good amount of people, a good amount of the men in that room, the black men that were in that room were crying. And for me to have been able to foster the environment where black men felt comfortable crying in front of other black men. Like, literally, we were passing around the tissue box so many times. I just felt like that was such a big accomplishment for me. And it it just it made me so happy that day. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I went into that meeting thinking nobody would really care about it just because men's mental health isn't really something that I saw being talked about at the time. Like, it was always other people's first but men specifically black men I never really saw anybody talking about men's mental health like but before this past year I didn't know men's mental health month was a thing like they hyped it up for that one that first week really and then just let it die for the rest of the week shout out to Summer Walker because she released an album like the next day and women were bashing men again but um I lost my place. I'm sorry. (laughs) The reviews I got after the meeting made everything worth it. People were coming up to me telling me how much they loved the meeting. Like, the next day, days, for, like, weeks after. Even into the next semester, they were telling me how much, like, how impactful my meeting was to them. To just be, even if they didn't share anything, they were in an environment where everybody felt safe enough where they could share. And that's really... That was really something that I'm I'm so proud of. To this day, I'm so proud of that. And shout out to everybody that was there. I don't exactly remember everybody, but shout out to everybody that was there. Shout out to the people that shared stories. Shout out to the people that didn't share stories. Shout out to people that cried. Shout out to people that didn't cry. It was just, it was so good. I was trying so hard not to cry because I can't talk and cry at the same time. Um... I was really, really hoping I wasn't going to start crying during this recording. And thank God I did not because that would have been bad. Mm, excuse me. So sorry. Um, And I was the presenter. So I definitely couldn't cry because if I started crying as the presenter, I couldn't present. <laughs> now, there were times where um, I was I did start to cry a little bit and like the tears were coming out and I was choking up, but that was mostly during the times where other people were talking because I was allowing myself to not only take in what they were saying, but reflect on what I was saying about myself. Um, I started the meeting the same time, the same way that I started this, uh, podcast recording. Like I was talking about myself and opening up the floor to anybody that wanted to talk. So when any, when any other person started talking, um, like I said, it gave me time to reflect on what they were saying and what I was saying. It gave me time to like, at least let her a little bit of waterworks. I was choked. I was choking up. I'm not gonna lie. It, it was it was really impactful, man. I really that's probably one of my greatest accomplishments during college. Like I, I really don't want to. Nah, I'm gonna toot my own horn. I'm gonna toot my own mm-hmm. horn. That was probably the best thing that I've done in college. It it just it was so impactful. I just am so thankful for the opportunity. Because, like I said, I really was not sure going into it how many people were actually going to be, like, receptive of the information that I was sharing, receptive of what other people would have said, might have said, or receptive of if, if they even were going to show up to the meeting in the first place. And the fact that so many people came in, I almost cried just based off of that. First of all, I don't like presenting. I'll do it, but I don't like to. But it was also a thing where I... Well, I keep saying this, but I wasn't sure if people were actually going to show up. Um, So many people did, and I really appreciate everybody that was there. Um, So I, it sounds like I'm about to start crying. I don't feel any tears coming up, but I'm really just so grateful to have been able to do that. <sighs> All right. So I've been recording for over an hour. Shout out to that hair segment because... That really took up 20 minutes and I needed that because I wasn't sure if I was, how long I was going to be able to talk about this stuff for, but, um, so all of that to say this, this is now we're getting into the takeaway, what you should take away from this. Um, I very subtly said this, but I didn't subtly say it, but I just mentioned this one time before, do not compare yourself to other people. That is the main killer of happiness. If your parents are out, if you're dealing with something and your parents are out there saying, oh, well, when I was younger, I had this, this and this problem. Well, nowadays I got to do this, this and this for you you ungrateful people. That's not me. That's not you. I definitely just projected. (laughs) That's not you. Don't let their struggles affect your struggles because what you're going through is real and they most likely won't understand it. If they're coming at you with all of that talk. They're not going to understand what you're saying or where you're coming from. Um, further down the line, they may be, they may try again, I'm projecting, but right now I'm not talking about nothing with none of my family members. Um, so the next point, take some time to get to know yourself, really sit there. What I did on campus is at nights, I had this designated spot. There were two lakes on campus. Um, one of the lakes were was in front of uh, the chemistry building. So no matter where I was living on campus, I would find time some nights to go sit at the lake at night, watch the light reflect off the water, just sit there and talk to myself. Sometimes I would cry. I would just really just sit there, like appreciate everything that I've been through, um, reflect on anything that happened that day maybe. Or sometimes I would just sit there in silence and just, just have that time to reflect. I think talking to yourself is one of the most important things. People would generally tell you that, oh, you're crazy if you talk to yourself. Man, everybody talks to themselves. Sit there and have a real conversation with yourself. Pretend that there was another version of you that you were looking at and tell yourself everything that you wanted to say. That was such a great help for me. If if you can't afford therapy or anything like that, I recommend finding a mirror, something like I don't even know what. Just just talk to yourself, please. Um, another point, there's no one way to get rid of your insecurities. Most likely they will always be there, um, but there are ways to help increase your confidence and it differs from person to person. I'm not going to sit here and give you well, despite what I just said about the last bullet point. I'm not going to sit here and give you an end-all be-all way to, um, cure your quote unquote cure your insecurities because they're going to be there and I'm not you. So I don't know how to deal with them from your perspective. I could give you advice and you might take it. It might work, but also might not, and might not apply to you. So you just got to sit there and know it goes back into knowing yourself. You just got to know what it is that you want, what it is that's bothering you. How it's bothering you, how it's affecting you, um, and what you can do to lower its effect on your life. Um, and this last bullet point, I think, is quite possibly the most um, important thing there is love you. Love yourself. Because you are only here once. There are so many people who have taken their own lives because they don't love themselves and there are people out there now who are contemplating it because they don't love themselves. And I have talked with a couple of people that told me that they were considering doing that. And I was, there was, there was, I don't remember what I said, because like, I, like I said, it differs from person to person, but love yourself. If nobody else out there loves you, love yourself because at the end of the day, you are all that you have and you have to make sure that you are doing well especially even if nobody else is out there you have to even with people out there that care for you you have to because you are you no one else can feel it for you only you can let it (laughs) (laughs) sorry i started (laughs) that was supposed to be serious (laughs) my bad i just i see opportunities and i take them but, yeah, with that being said, I appreciate y'all for listening to this um, podcast episode. Some a little bit of updates. Um, there was a final me and my me and my boys, me and three of my boys had recorded a two hour long podcast episode. Back in December before the semester ended and i was trying to split it into two episodes so that you know i'd have more content for you guys cuz what we were talking about was really we were just talking about everything yucking it up but also having like slightly serious conversations um we were talking about like how to feel more confident what makes us feel more confident how to spit game to stand third whatever and for some reason i done did all the editing on both episodes and for whatever reason it's not uploading anywhere and I don't know why because I use the same equipment that I used before to record um well no that's not true that was actually the first episode that I recorded with a new microphone and a new um webcam that I got and using OBS but I don't see I don't know why it's not it's just not um uploading anywhere like I uploaded it to iMovie to edit it um, because I was going to upload it to YouTube as well so that, you know, you'd finally be able to see our faces or whatever, but it's not uploading to YouTube. It's not uploading to the, um, website that I use as an RSSS feed, RSS. I said there was one too many S's there. RSS feed. Um, every time I tried to upload it, it's saying that the file is not able to be uploaded or whatever and I just don't understand why that's happening (sighs) so that's why there hasn't been an episode out for a while but also I don't just want to be recording anything like I want to give you guys quality content so if that means that there's just not going to be an episode for a while then that's just what it is Um, plus people are busy every time I want to have guests it's, it's hard to get people in one spot because you know we're all young we're all either in college or yeah, have a job trying to get our lives together or whatever. So it's never easy to get um people my age all together in one spot for to record for like an hour. Yeah, it's 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 slow unless it's at night. Um. So yeah, I was very disappointed at that. I don't know anything that I can do. Like I would have to pay for a website to convert it to an MP4 so that may or 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 a wave file so that maybe uh, WAV. So that maybe I can upload it, but I don't know. I was really trying for like a good month to get that file to work and it just was not. So there's that. Um, This is the first episode that I'm recording ever since then. Um, And I think it was pretty good. So once again, I'd like to thank you for listening um, to this podcast podcast episode. Um, go check out my YouTube, King Jumo, K-X-N-G, space, J-U-M-O, follow, sub, uh, subscribe to me on YouTube, turn on that notification bell, whatever, you know, um, subscribe to me or follow me on whatever platform you're listening to this on, I know it's on Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and that's probably it, um, follow me on Twitch, at King underscore Jumo, K-X-N-G underscore J-U-M-O. Um, and follow me on TikTok at King underscore Jumo, same spelling. Um, and on Instagram at Aries the Artist. That's the only one <laughs> that is different because I made that name back in um, eighth grade and literally have not changed it since then. But um yeah, once again, I hate the fact that this is the third time that I'm saying this. Thank you for listening. And this is going to be it. So, this is so Jamaican of me. I'll catch you in the next episode.